Welcome to Detoxing from the Matrix, the podcast, where we talk all things awakening, ascension, consciousness, and the recovery of self, soul, and spirit from being strung out on the greatest drug of all, the external matrix. This is a place for illuminating conversations that will take you from divided to divine, pain into purpose, and suffering into sovereignty, while we detox the fuck out of your mind, body, and soul from the limited programs of separation, lack, scarcity, struggle, and pain. I'm your host, Lindsay Caricardi, and this podcast is for all the rebel souls who seek to live deeply, authentically, and fully expressed as the divine badasses you are. Hello, hello, divine badasses. Welcome to another divine download of Detoxing from the Matrix podcast. We're in today's episode. We are talking about the software update that you really need to install. I am a New Thought Spiritual Practitioner, Master Spiritual Psychology Coach, Mental Projector, and all around Glitch in the Matrix. And I am so excited to dive into this conversation with you today because this will change your life. This is a perspective that when you really start to understand this, will start to shift how you see yourself how you see your life in the matrix, and how you interact with your life in the matrix, right? So if you are looking for sovereignty and empowerment and deep within you, you have always found yourself going like, I know this can't be it, right? As you've interacted with life, as you've navigated your way through life, as you've maybe questioned what was wrong with you, or if you were crazy, don't worry, you're not alone. So did I. And it was through really starting to understand this and see things through this perspective that I really started to be able to master and feel liberated and sovereign within my life in the matrix instead of feeling like trapped or enslaved or imprisoned by it. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I spent years of my life feeling trapped by life, enslaved by life, imprisoned by life. And little did I know, I was the only one who held the key. So if you can relate to that, this conversation is for you. It is going to light you up. It is going to expand you. And it is going to have you going, damn, I love that. So let's dive into it. Let's just take a deep breath in together and exhale out and dropping into this moment and just recognizing the beauty in this thing called life, recognizing the divinity, the law of harmony, the infinite intelligence that is all things. It is you. It is me. It is this technology. It is the words. It is the frequencies. It is the energies. It is the sun and the moon, the days and the nights, the waters and the land. It is all things. It is all things. And I say thank you in gratitude for this experience, for this opportunity, for being able to be here now at this time, at this point in space and time through this great awakening as we come together, just declaring connection, declaring harmony, declaring powerful insights and expanded consciousness as we move through this episode and we discuss and we expand and we plug in and we remember who we are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for these opportunities and the technology and everything that brings us together in this capacity. Thank you to each person who is on the receiving end of these words of this download of this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I release these words up. 
knowing it is done. We are here by design. You are here by design. It is no accident that you are tuning in to this very episode where we're going to talk about the software update you really need to install. The truth is this, we are meaning making machines. I'll never forget the first time I heard that phrase put that way. And I was like, holy shit. Yes, I am a meaning making machine. I go about my life and I place meanings upon everything. And at that point in my life, when I first heard this, the meaning that I placed on everything was usually life is against me. (laughs) Life is a struggle. (laughs) who can relate, right? So the brain is a computer, okay? And each one of you, we all have a software update available. And just like when that little button pops up on your phone, iOS install update available, would you like to install it now? Yes or no? Your computer does it, your phone does it, everything does it, right? And it's like going from Windows version 2-point suffering to Windows 9-point freedom, Now, for me, I'm a Mac girl, so really it would be iOS. iOS uh, Safari or Sahara.suffering to iOS Mojave.freedom and expansion. Which one do you want? I'm curious. How many of you would know exactly what I meant if I were to say, my mind is like an internet browser. 19 tabs are open. Three of them are frozen, and I have no idea where the music is coming from. (laughs) It's funny, right? That's a meme that totally goes around, and everybody laughs and gets it, and nobody really stops and say, okay, but why am I willing to accept this? Why am I willing to continue like I have 19 tabs open with three of them frozen, and I have no idea where the music is coming from? (laughs) This is what I mean when I say it's like running Windows 2-point suffering or uh, Sahara 2-point suffering, right? I remember when that was my normal operating paradigm. And I remember how it felt to walk through my life in that state with a slightly frenzied and frustrated air around me at all times. I remember going about my day-to-day life for decades, feeling like I was in a slight panic all of the time of what I wasn't really sure, but it was a panic nonetheless. It was as though I was not quite right. Or for us Apple people... (laughs) You all know that you must wait spinning beach ball of death that pops up when your Mac system is about to crash, right? It's a rainbow little spinning beach ball of death, we like to call it. And it's like, you must wait. And it's basically saying that something is taking a really long time to compute or it's not computing and the system's going to crash. So I lived with that constant low-grade feeling of dread, fear. Basically, it always felt like I was in a rush but I didn't really know where I was rushing to as my life at that time was filled with an endless loop of partying, you know, seeking to numb my numbness and just looking for a way out of the meaningless void of life in the matrix. In fact, it was just like that scene of the matrix where Keanu Neo is sitting at the computer and vaguely staring at the screen after he's been rebooted. I'm wondering if anybody can relate. And I will never forget the day I woke up. I stopped perpetuating the disconnection and I started perpetuating my divinity. And little did I know at that moment that what seemed to be a mystical experience of illumination and divine intervention was actually a scientific unfolding of evolution from within my own mind. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> but more about that in a moment. So I wish that from that moment on, I could tell you that everything changed overnight and I went from suffering to bliss in one moment. But that wouldn't be quite true. On one level, it did happen in a moment in that my consciousness expanded at that moment. And after that moment, my life did begin to hold sort of a new feeling of spaciousness and meaning that I hadn't really been conscious of before that moment of awakening. Now, on the other hand, <laughs> that moment was the first step in a journey that would take me deep down the rabbit hole of my own neurological brain patterns, my own mind, and into the realm of consciousness, to spirituality, science of mind, healing, trauma work, subconscious reprogramming, and all of this stuff that I love to talk to you all about in this podcast. I started down a path of spiritual awakening that it's, it really rapidly unfolded before me. Off I went. A little bit like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, right? Having no idea where I was going or what was about to unfold. But all I, off I went down the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road, right? And off I went down the yellow brick road, having no idea what was coming. But really, it felt like I had no other options. So I went willingly into the realm of meditation, mindfulness, spirituality, healing, all the things. And it was at that point in my life that I really began the task of shutting down those frozen tabs, right? Finding where the music was coming from, working in one window at a time as I began to see that all of those open tabs in my mind were telling conflicting stories and keeping me anchored in pain and suffering. And that I had the power over all of it, right? The same thing happens when we start to do money work and we start to liberate ourselves. You know, the last couple episodes, we, we talked a lot about money. When we start to liberate ourselves, it can often be like we open up a new tab. And that's like when you start doing affirmations to shift a belief or a way of being. But there's all these other tabs open, right? And, and for me, I had all these other tabs open, lack, scarcity, poverty, struggle, as many of you do, right? And if we don't address those other tabs, it's going to be like the computer overload, the spinning beach ball of death, uh, does not compute, your computer unexpectedly crashed, <laughs> all the things, okay? So at that time, I thought like really when I started understanding this and I started experiencing spaciousness in my own thoughts, I really felt like I had found the secret of the ages. It was like some unknown magic that had been hidden from me. <laughs> and I was like, why didn't I, why didn't I get taught this sooner? Why did I not get taught this earlier? Right. I felt like, why wasn't this common knowledge? Because I really felt like if it had been called common knowledge, I would have known about it. So I really kind of thought I discovered a secret. <laughs> it's like you have the spiritual awakening. It's like, oh my God, the secret to everything. That's how I feel about trauma work and subconscious reprogramming and spiritual mind treatment and working energetically and metaphysically in the quantum you know, realms. It, it feels like a secret. So little did I know back then, right, that modern neuropsychology doctors and the field of quantum mechanics were already well on their way to studying and proving all of this and studying and proving that there was a system to what I was blindly walking through at that point in my journey, right? So yeah, they were out there studying it and I knew nothing about that and I just sort of found my way there. 
So I wouldn't know this part for like, probably it took about another eight years after that spiritual awakening, red pill, rabbit hole moment for myself. Because first I had to embark on my own scientific process of experimentation before I would find my way back to all of the evidence and proof that would start to give me that foundation of proven study to back up my own spiritual awakening. Right. And I I would know a lot of people then, too, who would really like to dismiss all the spiritual stuff as woo woo. And lo and behold, nowadays, you guys, the science backs it up. Right. We're going to be talking about the science and the quantum science and the mechanics and all of these studies are out there and why science is bullshit in in the next few episodes. We're really going to be blasting it out of here, expanding our consciousness to understanding that the proof and evidence is there. Science and spirituality are merging and proving one another. Now, there is a book uh, that I read a couple months back in my ministerial program where this evidence is presented beautifully, and it's called Buddha's Brain, and it's by Dr. Rick Hansen. And in this book, he says, you don't need an EEG or a PhD in neuroscience to observe your experience in the world and become a happier and kinder person. For me, I'm living proof of that right? As the biggest expansion of my life came at a time when I was a college dropout. I was a freshly sober drug addict with a rap sheet trailing behind me. And as I sat down and I began to observe the experience of my life, which I now know was meditation, (laughs) observation, you guys, instead of reacting and being immersed in, we observe. So personally, I will never forget the moment I became aware of how much noise was actually in my mind at all times. In Buddha's brain, Dr. Hansen calls this noise that we haven't going on in our minds, what he calls second darts. And what he means is that second darts are the mental darts or stories slash meanings we place upon a first dart, which is essentially an external stimulus, right? So something happens in life it's a stimulus, the first dart, and then we nail ourselves with these second darts, as Dr. Hansen calls them. So imagine for a moment that you are, you're walking into a gathering of friends and you're full of love and excitement and openness. You can feel your heart open. You're ready for some connection, some conversation, and some love. You walk in and you are met with someone you don't really know just inside the door. And as you walk in and you sort of almost walk into them, you are met face to face with their scowl. They look angry. They have a frustration vibe in their aura and it pushes out from where they stand. You feel it. That's the first dart. Now, what is your first immediate thought or feeling? Did you take their scowl personally? Did you worry about if you've done something wrong? Maybe you went into judgment or fear. Whatever your internal response was, that's the second dart. (laughs) And I'll tell you, we sure create a whole lot of our suffering with those second darts. Because here you go. Depending on where you are operating from in that moment, okay? Sahara point suffering, Windows 2 point suffering. what, What operating system are you running? In that moment of coming face-to-face with a scowling, angry person, you will either remain open or begin to shut down in a systemic reaction. 
based on the programming and the patterns of your nervous system, your brain chemistry, your hormones, and various other regulatory systems that are operating under our conscious radar at all times. For example, for me, before my awakening, before my healing, before my subconscious reprogramming, I would have immediately interpreted that scowl as a threat, meaning I am in trouble. I don't know for what, but I must have done something wrong. This person doesn't like me. And I would have started flinging the second darts that were all connected to I'm in trouble. This person doesn't like me. I don't belong here. I need to run away because my autopilot was to place all second darts of the world is out to get me upon almost all external stimuli, which had any sort of heavy energy attached to it. It's exhausting, right? (laughs) Raise your hand if you can relate. Who can relate? Let's hear it. (laughs) So now you can see why when I found my way to subconscious reprogramming and healing and this way that I live now, consciousness, and I began to observe my life experiences, I started to feel some space in my mind why it was such a massive relief for me. So there's a quote that uh, by one of the Rinpoche uh, monks, if you don't, if you're not familiar with them, they're a school of Buddhist monks, Buddhist philosophy, uh, brilliant. And their take on emotions and observation is just, it's so powerful. So there's a quote by Yangye Mingyur Rinpoche, and it sums it up perfectly. And he says, ultimately, happiness comes down to choosing between the discomfort of becoming aware of your mental afflictions and the discomfort of being ruled by them. So, yes, it is uncomfortable to become aware of your mental afflictions, but it is more uncomfortable and harmful to be ruled by them. (laughs) So for me, it was like what was once frightening and foreign is now a way of life, right? I used to not want to face myself. I now live to become aware of my own mental afflictions because I know that awareness is the key to the prison of my own mind. Now I love when I come face to face with one of my own mental bullshit belief systems, one of these operating systems that is so steeped in separation and struggle. And I just know that it's bullshit. I love when I find these things now. So because through all of this, I've come to understand so deeply that there was never anything wrong with me, but rather I was living out of a system of programmed reactions in my neuropsychological patterns and my nervous system, right, programs and releasing all of that and recognizing what's happening is liberating. Okay. Because you can reprogram your brain. All of us can. I'm living proof of what you know, doctors like Buddha's brain, Dr. Hansen, and many more are now understanding about neural pathways, programs, and how we can begin to choose what we feed and focus on in our minds and thus create our own reality, right? Uh, Greg Braden talks a lot about this. There are whole studies, neuroplasticity, and what the neurons are doing in our minds when we start to seek out and believe in and tell ourselves new lines of thinking when we start to, it's not just vibrational that we attract things into our field. Our brain is literally creating new neural pathways to support the new potential, the new identity, right? So I've come to live in a way that no longer has me operating with 19 tabs open. (laughs) I no longer have unknown music in the form of unconscious second darts playing. Nor is my RAM all used up, causing freezing errors and glitches like depression, addiction, and other destructive behaviors, <laughs> lack, scarcity, right? All of these things are like viruses in the system, in the software. They are programs 
that are eating up your RAM and, and shutting down your ability to be like the quantum supercomputer. So if you are really ready for Windows 9 point freedom or that Mojave 9 point sovereignty and, and abundance, the software upgrade, then I invite you, right? Just let's go. Let's do this work. I'm going to be hosting a retreat in June. I'll include the waitlist uh, information below this episode in the show notes if anybody's interested in joining the waitlist for their retreat. But this is what we're going deep into in this retreat. It's, it's it's science and spirituality, right? Because I don't know about you guys, but I feel extremely blessed to have stumbled my way through my awakening and my mindfulness journey um, as though I was being guided by a higher intelligence when I knew nothing about anything except how to fuck up my life. I know I was being guided by a higher intelligence, but I didn't know that at the time. It feels like I just stumbled there you know, on accident. And I felt like I had nobody to talk to. And I felt like nobody understood what I was experiencing. (laughs) And so I'm even more grateful now to be able to stand here and speak to you from this place of understanding that this, this, my journey was this perfect science experiment. And that was my awakening, right? And knowing that my entire journey is being proven and backed up by professionals in the fields of medicine and science. So what I experienced in my own awakening and my own healing and my own illumination and enlightenment that I thought was just a fluke of luck that I stumbled upon is actually being proved and backed up by professionals in science, right? And and seeing the data to back up what unfolds in the brain when you meditate and you recognize and you do heart brain coherence and all of these other beautiful practices we have available to us, that the simplest aspect of observing your life can and will create massive ripples of expansion in your own consciousness. And that is what will allow you to shift into versions of living and thinking that you have never thought possible. And that's why I share this story. That's why I have this podcast. That's why I do the work that I do as a coach. That is why I'm hosting this Alchemy Consciousness Detox Retreat. Because when we begin to understand what we are really capable of, and we begin to wake up out of the slumber, right? The software of suffering, the software of separation, of lack, of scarcity, of struggle. And we start to program and activate and upgrade to the software of expansion and liberation and sovereignty. We can create anything and everything we desire, right? The world outside of us is a reflection of the software we are running, right? We run the code, we run the software, we then create an experience that backs up the software we are running. It proves the software programs we are running. If we want to have a new experience out there in this simulation called life in the matrix, the divine matrix, we got to upgrade our software. And that's what it's really all about. That's what we're really, really, really doing here. And that is the work that I am blessed and so grateful to do, right? So how do you do this? Subconscious reprogramming, prayer, meditation, breath work, embodiment, somatic work, trauma work. The list is infinite, okay? But it's all going to come down to two core physiological things, your nervous system and your heart-brain coherence. The more you try to operate from your mind, 
the more you will perpetuate the outdated programs. The mind wants to cling to the outdated programs because they are driven and powered What's that like Intel core processor, right? It's the ego core processor. When you are powered and driven by the ego core processor, you will continue to run the programs of separation, of struggle, of um, limitation, because the ego is attached to proving itself, right? When you start to get your heart and brain into coherence and you release all of that programming out of your nervous system, your nervous system is able to activate and attune to the higher frequency programs, the freedom, the sovereignty, the abundance, the prosperity. And part of the way you're going to be able to embody that is by getting and practicing heart-brain coherence. And that's one step. And then you've got to get into your subconscious mind and you got to do your trauma work. Now, for me personally, I mean, one of the ways that I get help people get embodied and guide people to embodiment is utilizing and looking at our human design because you do have a blueprint right? You have a blueprint. It's right there that we can look at and begin to understand clearly how you're meant to be running and operating. But ultimately, the work comes down to you know your own individual choice. You have to choose. Nobody can force you to update your software. <laughs> Although the way things are going now, cosmically, astrologically, collectively, the shakeup is happening, you guys. And the shakeup is happening for a reason. Because just like eventually your phone will not be compatible, you won't be able to access certain apps or it won't run things if you don't update the software. Like it will literally keep giving you the option, giving you the option. And if you keep saying, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. Eventually you go to log into the app and the app's like, nope, you cannot use this until you update the software. (laughs) Eventually too, if you don't update the whole operating system for the phone, you're not going to be able to download or utilize certain things either. and, And problems will start to happen. And it's the same for us. You've been given the option to choose it, to choose it, to choose it. And we are very quickly getting to a place where things are not working and they are crumbling and they're falling apart in the external world because you have to now choose it. It's basically like (laughs) you cannot continue to play here if you don't uh, update your software. (laughs) So the time is now. The time is now. The time is now. So if I can support you in this in any way, don't hesitate to reach out with me, reach out to me, connect with me. Like I said, I've got the retreat coming up. I will leave the uh, waitlist registration in the show notes here. Come and join me in my Facebook group. Connect with me on the socials. See what I'm offering. There are tons of different ways that I can support and guide you through this process of awakening and upgrading your software and moving into that beautiful soul sovereignty as you are the conscious creator of your reality. So with that, I just thank you from my deepest heart. I say thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I just declare and I send you out into the world, blessing your divine intelligence, blessing your sovereignty, blessing your prosperity, your abundance, and who you truly are. I'll see you all in the next episode. Hey, Divine Badass. Thanks again for tuning in and being here on Detoxing from the Matrix, where we talk all things awakening, ascension, consciousness, and the recovery of self, soul, and spirit from being strung out on the greatest drug of all, the external matrix. If you know someone who would benefit from our illuminating conversations, please don't hesitate to share this podcast with a friend. And if you loved this episode or the podcast as a whole, don't forget to leave a review. It really helps spread the message and expand the collective. 
Don't hesitate to connect with me over on the socials. You can find me all over the place at I am Linz Caricardi. I've really been having a blast over on TikTok with some great content and conversations. You can also find me on IG or in my Facebook community, The Money Matrix Detox. Be sure to check out the links below in the description for all the connections on social media, other ways we can connect, some free gifts and resources that will support your own awakening ascension, as well as ways that we can work together.